victory. Your name is power. Your name is majesty. And your name is glory. And your name is healing. Your name is provision. Your name is strength. Your name is virtue. Come on, Lord, everything we're facing right now, any struggle or battle or fight, you're in any, any disease, any, any hurt, anything you need hope for, it's the name of Jesus. Hope has a name. We don't cry out into the darkness. We cry out to a name. Father, I thank you that you are the light. Your name is light. Your name is hope. Your name is life. Lord, I pray right now for whatever we're facing, we, cr we cry out and we call on the name of Jesus. We thank you. You've been given a name above every name. And today, Lord, we gather together in your name. And Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, a name above every name. You said that you would hear us when we cry out to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you that your name is victory today, Lord. We thank you that demons flee and battles cease in the name of Jesus. We thank you that waters part and seas calm in the name of Jesus. Come on, we thank you that storms get quiet in the name of Jesus. Thank you that hope arises and faith comes alive in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you today that darkness flees in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus, that you speak into our life, that you speak into our moments. Lord, just speak into every life right now, speak into every moment, every, every battle that needs a victory, every heart that needs healing, God, speak into right now with the greatest name above every name in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's give him praise one more time. If you believe it, let's praise him together like you believe. He's the one that gives us hope. Man, it's good to be at Transformation Church with you guys. What's up? Good morning. Come on, give our worship team a hand, would y'all real quick? Man, thank you guys, all you volunteers. Hey, before you grab your seat, look at somebody and say, I'm a hope dealer. You want some? It is good to see you this morning. Come on. We've been in our, our prayer and fasting, our pray first season, and I've been praying every uh, weekday morning from 6.30 to 7.30. If you haven't got to make that, make it, man. It's going to be an amazing time starting tomorrow. Again, we do that all the way through Wednesday, and so Wednesday is the last day of that, but we pray sharp, 6.30 uh, to 7.30, and uh, yesterday we prayed, uh, Saturday morning we did it from 9 to 10, but we prayed for all of just lost family members, lost relatives, kids that were believing to come back to Christ, uh, co-workers. Come on, anybody believing for somebody you know to come to Jesus and to have their heart open to the things of God? And so, I mean, you don't want to miss those kind of moments when we're praying together in faith like that, and so I want to encourage you. It's going to be some great prayer times this week. And then we're going to culminate that uh, on January the 15th over at City Hills Church for United Night of Prayer and Worship. Anybody heard about that yet? Yeah. Okay. It, it, who's coming? Everybody, come on. Every hand should be up in here in Jesus' name. It's going to be from 630 uh, to 8 p.m. It's going to be multiple churches coming together. Uh, Reeves and Jennifer Wilder right here on the front row. Come on. What's up, guys? They're planting Hope Valley Church in September, I believe. It's another Ark Church. Family members, brothers and sisters right here in the kingdom so we're going to be taking up and giving, uh, not taking up, but giving an offering to their church uh, that night on the 15th to see them have a, little, have a little extra money to plant. And how I many you know it takes money to do the things of God? Come on, somebody. And it's not, I mean, y'all are like, that's the two of you are like, yeah. You know, they're clenching your wallet and all kinds of stuff. Y'all are scared. I'm not taking an offering up right now. It just don't work. But, uh, but it's going to be a great night. Listen, I'm telling you, the power that happens when churches come together and worship that way, when we get rid of our logos and our labels and just raise up Christ, come on, when we do that, every church, every time we've done it every year, every church atmosphere goes to another level of strength and power. And so I just want to encourage you to be a part of that. And then we're in our new series uh, all through the month of January called What the Health? Come on, somebody. Y'all ready to get healthy this year? 
And we're looking at just being healthy. Last week was so powerful just with our anointing service and God did some amazing things. And I'm going to jump into really one little verse out of one of the epistles of John. John wrote three epistles. Um, he wrote uh, first, second, and third John. Third John's the smallest of all the books in the Bible. And, um, and, and John obviously wrote the gospel of John, but then he wrote three epistles. And so I'm just going to pull one, one verse and I really want to focus on that for the rest of this series, and I'm going to focus on three parts of, of one word from the verse, and, and I'll, I'll tell you what I mean today, but in the context that, Paul, that John's writing, um, the, the, the season in, in the region basically um, had, had come to a, a large level of peace. The Pax Romana, which was um, uh, the, Rome, had conquered most of the region, and so highways had been built. Roman soldiers were patrolling the land, so roadways were relatively safe to travel, and so there was one universal pretty much language, the Greek language, and so it was a amazing time for missionaries and, and people to travel and get the word of God out. And so what was happening was um, the, the Christians that would travel uh, couldn't just stay anywhere because most of the inns were brothels and the Christians couldn't stay there. Somebody say amen to that. And so, and so they would actually stay um, at other Christians' homes where they would see the ichthus or the fish sign that, 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 that would go up on a house. And then as Christians traveled, they could find those places to stay. And so a lot of different teachings were going out. And so John's writing to combat some heresy that was going out. And so the church was kind of susceptible to this doctrine um, because different philosophers and different teachers were going out and some were saying they were Christian and it was kind of infiltrating some of the Christian beliefs. And so one spe specific one called Gnosticism was traveling out. And, and, and that it, one portion of Gnosticism is called dualism. And what they taught was, that really all matter and everything physical was evil and all spirit is good. And so they actually divided up a different God who created the planet. An evil Old Testament God actually created the planet. And they did that because all matter was evil. So they had to invent an evil God that actually invented the planet. And so, so that was called dualism. So there was one God that invented the planet, and then Jesus was all things spiritual. And they say that Jesus actually didn't come in the flesh. He was not God in flesh. He was actually just this ethereal spirit, and everybody that saw him thought he was a man. And so it was kind of an awkward teaching. You had to probably be on drugs to believe it. But um, they were distant from the time Jesus walked the earth, so they bought into it, right? And so John is, is teaching to combat that. And he's writing to a friend of his named Gaius, and, and it was a son in the faith, and he's commending him, and he's also warning against some of this teaching. There's a guy in the church named Diotrephes that, that is kind of like not even letting the apostles come teach anymore, and so he's kind of rebu rebuking him. But the main intent of the letter is to talk about truth and walking in truth and how to live um, prosperous in the truth of God. And so we're going to pick up in, in uh, verse 1 through 4, and this is what it says in 3 John 1 through 4, the elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, and this is the verse I want to focus on. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Look what John did there. He, he, he dispelled the lie that, that matter and spirit are separate. He put them both together. He said, I pray that you prosper, that you actually in your material world, that you do well and you prosper in your relationships, you prosper on this planet and you're in health, that your natural health, the matter matters. Your, your, your body matters. And so he, and then he says, just as your soul prospers, he connects that, those two things together and combats that teaching right off the front. And he says, I wish that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Verse three says, for I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. I love that. It gets better. Just as you walk in the truth. It's, it's, a, it's, not, 
It's not enough just to have the truth in you. Come on, wouldn't it, how, what, how amazing would it be if every believer actually walked what they believed? He says that I rejoice that the truth is in you, but you also walk in the truth. Come on, what if we actually walked forgiven? What if we actually walked uh, full of grace? What if we actually walked like we were sons of God? What if we walked like we were the head, not the tail? What if we walked like we were healed? What if we walked like we were above and not beneath? What if we walked like no weapon formed against us prospered? Come on, what? Is it not enough just to know it? He says, and then you walk in it. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Simple title for today is this. What are you thinking? Or you could say, what are you thinking? Or what are you thinking? You know, what are you thinking? Let's pray real quick. Father, thank you for the mind of Christ. Thank you that we're allowed to think like you, that you gave us your spirit, that you gave us your word, that you said we could actually be renewed in our thinking, in our mind. Guide us today to think like you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. What are you thinking? Usually when we ask that question, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? We're asking that to figure out what someone's behavior stemmed from. Like, you see an action, you see someone's behavior, and then you go, what were you thinking? Or what were you thinking? Or you want to understand why they were going to do that? Or, or you want to understand what they're going to do or some kind of behavior that's going to happen? And so you go, what are you thinking? What do you think? Why are you going to do that? It's connected. We wonder what they're thinking. I'm training my son right now to drive, my 16-year-old. Somebody pray for me. He got his driver's license on Monday. Oh, God. 16. And the bad part about that is he actually listened to me up until he passed the test. Right now he knows everything. And so as we were training for the test and driving some and like he, he had this, um, this, this quirk where he didn't notice stop signs. Yeah, y'all, I mean, there's some deadly moments. Like there's some screaming. There was some, what are you thinking moments? You know, and I tried to, you know, and, and, and he didn't want to like admit that he didn't see it. So he'd say, I saw it. I'm like, that's worse. Like, wait, what are you thinking? We were in the gym parking lot the other night, and, and it's up to the, getting ready for the test. It's dark. We're parked in the far end. There's a stop sign at this little part coming out to a little side road, and there's no cars anywhere. There's no traffic. There's no cars where we're parked. And so he just kind of goes up to the stop sign, and I can feel that the car's not, there's no, there's no braking. There's no pausing. I'm like, I'm like, stop, 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 stop. And he goes on through the sign, and, and he's like, Dad, because there's no traffic. There's no cars. There's no... He's like, can you do it? I was like, hold on now. I've been driving 35 years, son. I was like, I was like and I don't do it. I at least give a courtesy pump. I mean, I give like, a, like I care. I give a little pause. I mean, there's a little, you didn't, a brake light didn't even flicker for you, son. You didn't even think of it. And he just, he's like, well, there's no traffic. There's no cars. There's no, and I said, stop right now. I said, because uh, I, I said, what are you, what are you, th- what are you thinking? I, first, I was fired up, but then I was like, no, really, what were you thinking there? I want to learn. Why did you do that? And he goes, well, there's no cars. There's nothing. And I said, listen, right now, I need to stop you. I said, I, listen, I'm not mad at you. I said, here's the problem. I said, you're training your mind to believe that it's okay to roll through it if there's no cars, no traffic. And what you're actually doing is creating a habit in your life to actually disregard stop signs, and you already have a problem with that. <laughs> I said, and so, and so what you're believing, what, you're, what you end up believing drives your behavior. That's what Paul's saying in this text. He goes, you have the truth in you, but now you also walk in it. What you believe determines how you behave. 
And so if you want a prosperous year this year, belief drives behavior. He says, I want you to prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Whatever you believe will determine how you behave. Some of you have got to get to the root. You keep worrying about your behavior over and over and over and doing the same things, but you're focusing on the behavior. You really should be focusing on your belief system. Getting down to the root in your mind of what you believe. Come on, you have the truth in you. Where, did it, where is it? It's in your mind. And what you believe will determine the direction of your life. Your mind is so powerful. I'm going to look at the soul in a minute. The soul is built up of your mind, will, and emotions. You're a three-part being, spirit, soul, body. And the soul part of you has three parts to it, mind, will, and emotions, the way you think, act, and feel. In order for your year to be prosperous, I really want to deal with the mind today. It's the most, the most really, I believe, important part of your soul, the very foremost part of your soul that dictates if everything else is healthy. And if your mind's not healthy, then your behavior can't be healthy. And if your behavior's not healthy, your emotions can't be healthy. And so God has this big emphasis on our mind and how powerful the mind is. Everything in your life, everything in your life is a result of your mind. You're like, I don't believe that. Well, look what it says in Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Come on, I'm telling you, this mind you've been given by God, it is, it is programmable, it's impressionable, and the greatest battle you're going to fight the rest of your life for good and evil, for God or the enemy, is in your mind. What gets into the database of your mind? Who programs your mind? What programs your mind? Is it the Word of God? What voices are speaking and allowed to get into your mind? Whatever you're, what are you hearing? What is in your mind? Come on, you got this giant meat computer, three-pound meat computer between your ears. I mean, think about it. Every supercomputer on the planet was developed in someone's mind. Come on, your mind can calculate, coordinate, can, can, can quantify, can question, can create. Your mind can refute and regulate and recognize. Your mind can, can take data and pull long-term and short-term memory and store it and, and categorize it. Your mind has... The best facial recognition and voice recognition and, 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 and all different types of recognition and sound recognition. It's better than any iPhone you've ever had. Your mind. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing more powerful than a changed mind. Write that down. There's nothing more powerful in your life than a changed mind. You can change your clothes. You can change your hair. You can change your boyfriend. You can change your girlfriend. You can change your spouse. You can change your job. You can change your city. You can change your address. You can change the calendar year to 2020. But if you do not change your mind, you'll go through the same things over and over and over and over and over again, just in a new address, just in a new year. Come on. How many of you have ever gone through the same thing over and over and over? Come on. Some of the fights that my wife and I face are the same fights. Oh, come on. So let's say, oh, me, say amen or say help me. I don't know. But, it, it, but it's, the same, it's because we haven't changed our mind. And so many of us face these things. John says this, I wish above all things that you would prosper. The word prosper comes from two words. It comes from the word health or success. And the second word is road. He's saying, I wish you would have a successful road this year in 2020. I wish that you'd have a healthy road this year. I wish you'd travel the good road. But John is saying, I wish you'd travel the good road just as your soul prospers. He connects the the prosperity or health of your soul to the health of your walk and life and body in the physical. Come on, somebody. Does that make sense? And here's, here's what your soul is. Your soul is a three-part being, mind, will, and emotions. And the mind 
is the first part, and I think it's the most important part. And here's what happens. We're called to allow our mind, what we believe, to dictate how we behave. And then our behavior dictates how we feel. That's what God intended, mind, will, emotions. Our mind determines how we, how we behave. What we believe determines how we behave, and then that determines how we feel. What Satan is constantly doing to you and I is trying to reverse the whole thing. He's trying to get you and I to live by how we feel. Just how you feel. We have a generation and a culture. How does it feel? Does it feel good? Does it feel, do I feel, am I angry? Am I hungry? Am I horny? Am I happy? Am I, come on, somebody. However you feel. Just go how you feel. Just make a decision on how you feel. Does it feel, I feel bad. I feel lazy. I don't feel happy. I'm not, I'm not happy. And, the, and over and over we go by how we feel. And here's what the enemy does. He gets you to go by how you feel, your emotions. And then he drives your actions by your emotions. I'm angry. Pissed at everybody. Right? Come on. And then all of a sudden you begin to have your actions follow your emotions. I don't need to, be, I don't even need to get into hot and heavy. Some of y'all... You know, y'all know you get hot and bothered and then you got to have actions that follow that emotion, right? Come on, somebody. Fire is good in the fireplace. Sex is used for marriage. Come on. Marriage is used for sex. Come on. The answer to perversion is godly sex and lots of it. Come on, somebody. That's the answer. But, <laughs> but the point is now the enemy got, has you going from emotions to actions. And here, here's the thing. The enemy's not, this is the point. The enemy's not trying to get you to behave bad. It's not the point. He's getting you driven by your emotions to create certain actions to accuse your mind because of your behavior. So now he can begin to reprogram your mind and you get in a vicious loop. So now you actually begin to think in the accusation, man, I'm just nasty or I'm just angry. I'm just, and then that feeds your emotion and your emotion feeds your action. And then your mind begins to believe the accusation. And so you're going in this reverse loop of what God intended. And he intended for your mind to be reprogrammed by his word. And you begin to get your mind new and think different and change your mind. And then it changes your behavior and then it changes how you feel in your emotions. That's the the loop and the important thing we want to get into with God. We've got to change some core beliefs. Many of you try to take thoughts captive. You know the verse, it's a great verse, take every thought captive. The problem with trying to take a thought captive is if it's a core belief, you can't take the thought captive because every thought is filtered through a core belief. And so many of you have a core belief about yourself deep down in here and you're trying to take certain thoughts captive and not let them get root in your life. But the reality is they're coming through a core belief that you believe and everything now is filtered and skewed through that, through that core belief. And so whenever you see yourself or think about your life, you can't determine what's the truth of God or a lie of the enemy because you have some core beliefs that are giving the outlook on everything that you're thinking. And so it's really important for you and I to get down to some core beliefs about God and who we are. And uh, This isn't necessarily from the word, but God just told me to, to write some things down that many of you have some core beliefs that have been planted in you from your past or that you've been fighting and you've been filtering your entire life through. And God just said, write this stuff down for some people. I don't know who this is for, but I mean, they're, they're not specific verses, but they're just some thoughts and some beliefs about who you are. And he, he just told me to, to say this to you today. Here's some thoughts. He can make all things new. Every mistake he can repair. You are loved and made with a purpose. You do matter. You are worth it. You are a priority. You do deserve his love. 
you do need to be treated with awe and wonder because you're made in his image. You have huge worth and eternal value. Your failures don't define you. Somebody needs to hear that. Your failures don't define who you are. Come on, you might have done what they said you did, but you're not who they say you are. Does that make sense? You're doing great. Come on, mom, you do measure up. God's got your back. Come on, dad. He's proud of you. Keep going. Young lady, you're worth the best. Don't settle. Young man, God is proud of you. Don't settle. You're God's child. You're lovable. You aren't too far gone. There is hope for you. You aren't alone. You can be who he made you to be. Come on. What do you believe? What are you thinking? What do you think? What are you thinking? And I just want to challenge you this year to change your thinking. Like, I've got to change some areas of my life. What do I think? What do I believe? How is your soul? How is your mind? David questioned his soul. Remember him? He said, why are you downcast, oh, my soul? What's the soul? Mind, will, and emotions. He questioned his feelings. He questioned his actions. He questioned his thinking. I think sometimes we need to go, why do I get negative so much? Why am I down so much? Why am I, de- why am I depressed? Why am I thinking this way? Why do I get angry so much? Why do I go negative so quick? Why do I not trust so? What, why am I thinking that? We got to get to a belief system down inside of us and ask, okay, what's driving this thought process? And I'm going to challenge myself to change my mind. What do you think? And here's three ways to do it this year. Three simple ways. Not easy, but simple. Uh, Number one, receive God's truth for every lie. Just get into the word of God and receive his truth for every single lie. The Bible says this. Jesus says that you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. When you receive the truth and receive the word of God, and not just in your, not just in your rote memory, but when you actually receive it and begin to believe it, when you get it into your heart and you begin to believe it, that's when you go free. When you receive truth, you go free. Think about the prodigal son. He lost all his money, ran from his father, brother hated him, ended up in a pig pen that he built for himself, eating pig food. What happened? What got him out of that? No one came and helped him. Nobody gave him any more money. Some of you think if you just had more money, you'd be out of the situation. If if they just liked me, I'd be out. Come on. His brother didn't come and help him. Father didn't come rescue him. Nobody helped him. The Bible says he came to himself. He got into his right mind. He said, wait a minute, I'm a son. Wait a minute, I'm God's child. Wait a minute, I'm not meant to be in this pig slop. Wait a minute, I know I dug the pit myself. I know I deserve this, but come on, wait a minute. I can get up. I I came to my right mind. If you can get your mind out of the pit, you can get your life out of the pit. If you can get your mind out of the negativity at your job, you can get your life out of the negativity at your job. If you can get your mind out of the hurt in your marriage, you can get your life out of the hurt in your marriage. I'm preaching somebody. Come on. I, I, just, I just think, here's what success is. God, give me the information this year that sets me free from every lie from my past or perversion from the enemy. Give me the information I need to set me free from every lie, whether it's come from my past, my present, or a perversion of the enemy. Give me the info. And then we begin to go free. We begin to get free from that information. You ever got on someone's email list that you didn't subscribe to? You bought something at a store. You, you, you didn't sign up. Now you're getting emails over and over and over. And they're like, and, and what do you do? You go and you delete it, right? Delete. You're like, I don't know how they got my stuff. Delete. You delete. After you delete about 50 of them, you're like, man, what? How? I got How do you get off of this? And you go and begin to look for what? The unsubscribe button. And you can't find it because it's hidden. 
in briefs and dossiers. It's hidden all the way in some other website. And you go to, you go to unsubscribe, and it's like eight pages later and 30 minutes later, and the, and, the, and the button, the unsubscribed is in this font that makes you go blind, and it's about that big, and you can't even see, and you're like, oh, there it is. And you hit unsubscribe, and you feel good for a moment until it begins to question you. <laughs> Do you not want these emails? Well, no, you fool. I'm hitting unsubscribe. Do you want them less frequently? Are we sending you too much information? <laughs> Did you not subscribe? No. All the above. I don't want it. I want it. And you finally just hit unsubscribe. I don't want any of it. And you hit unsubscribe. How good does it feel? Just unsubscribe. Just feels good. Some of y'all need to unsubscribe from some lies this year. And, and, and not just delete it, not just do the easy work of I'm not going to think that way. I'm not going to, no, no, no. You need to get to the root. You need to dig into page two, page three, page four, find the button and hit unsubscribe. And the devil's going to come and challenge you and go, what? You don't like the slides I'm telling you? What? You want them less often? What? You want to just believe it every other week? Oh, at New Year, you'll change your mind, but then it'll come back a few months later. No, I don't want any of it. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Clean out your inbox. Come on, somebody. I'm not taking it this year. And here's the way to do it. Jesus, I need you. Come on. I'm broken, Lord. As a mom, as a, well, as a mom, I'm definitely broken. <laughs> as a dad, as a boss, as an employee, as a friend, all my wisdom is crucified at the cross. You nailed human wisdom to the cross intentionally because we can't live by our own wisdom, but we need your wisdom. God, I need to lean on a living Lord Jesus. I need you in everything. That's how I unsubscribe from all of the enemy's accusations and lies. Come on, let's lean back to Jesus. If you need to unsubscribe from some lies, lean on Jesus. Call out Jesus. Ask for help. That's it. It's that simple. Come on, Jesus. He's the answer. The second thing, come on, listen. Release God's word to direct your ways. Many of you, many of you are going certain directions. It's because your, your words always direct your ways. And, and you've bought into some of the lies. And so you keep releasing your words and they're not God's words. And so now your life is falling in the direction of your words. Listen to me. The voice that you believe and respond to will determine the future you experience. Not just the voice you believe, the voice you believe and respond to. And what does it look like to respond to God's voice? It looks like releasing it. Not just, not just doing it saying it and releasing it. And if your mind's not thinking like God, you know, your mouth and ear are connected. You can begin to say things and they actually go into your ear and begin to reprogram your mind. It's science has shown us now that we can develop ruts in our brain, positive or negative, and it can develop patterns of thinking in our mind. If you begin to speak the word of God, it begins to go and transform your mind. And now all of a sudden you can get your life out of a rut. If you're in a rut, if you're in a pattern, the only way to get out of it is to begin to speak your way out of it by the word of God. Not self-help, not positive proclamation. The Word of God. It's got power. It's in your bones. It's in your marrow, the Bible says. It penetrates to the marrow of your life, down where the oxygen of your body uh, uptakes into the cells of your life. That's where the Word of God gets down into. When it changes you from the inside out, the voice that you believe will determine your future. Come on, in creation, Genesis 1, 1 through 3, it says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was. 
God said and God saw. God said and God saw. God said and God saw. And he's given you the same creative power to say and see in your world. Until you understand your experience, until you understand that the entire planet was a result of God speaking his word into it, you will not understand and be able to frame your own existence in your own life. And if you begin to understand that God actually frames your world, that your world right now is a product of God speaking into it and you hearing and responding to that or another voice that's spoken into it and you've heard and responded to that, if you begin to understand that it's God's voice, then you can begin to differentiate between the voice of the enemy and the voice of God and go, okay, I need to respond and hear. The greatest practice that you can do this year or in the rest of your life is to learn to hear God's voice and respond to it. My daughter, she's right here on the front row. She's an amazing young girl. And sometimes when I have to direct her or correct her or teach her, she doesn't love that. She's like me, maybe a little bit in that. And so um, she, uh, she will just kind of get quiet and shut down. I'm like, hey, baby, I need to talk to you. She's like, and she gets this little pouty face and this little attitude, and she will not respond. No, she won't respond. I'm like, hey, I'm not mad. I love you. And she's like, mm-hmm. I maybe get a little grunt, a little something, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get a sorry or something. It's hard. You know, it, take, it could be a long time. She won't respond. Anybody have, you know, some, anybody like that yourselves? Yeah, all of you. I see you. We're here. We're humans. And, uh, and so she won't respond sometimes. But if I say the word ice cream, you want, it can be in the same, it can be three minutes later. All of a sudden, she's the happiest girl on the planet. She perks up. She's my best friend. Here's, here's the thing. I'm speaking in all situations. God is speaking to you in all situations. It's your choice if you actively hear and respond to it. It's your actual choice to decide, I'm going to hear his voice and respond to what he's telling me in my life. I've got to allow his voice to be the voice that determines my reality as I respond to it. David said it this way. David's in a horrible place. He's in a miry pit in Psalm 40, verse 2. He says this about God. He says, he brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Listen to what David's saying. The word horrible pit actually is this. Horrible is the word rushing or, or, or noise or uproar. Pit is the word cistern or well or prison. David's saying that I was in this prison of noise. I was in a prison of rushing uproar over my life. I was in a prison of echoes because a cistern is echoes. I was trapped in this prison of echoes. What's an echo? An echo is a sound from the past that's no longer a reality. And God's saying that he wants to take us out of prisons of noises that are no longer reality. Come on, a parent might have said something to you. A friend might have said something to you. You might have said something to you. A teacher, a coach, there's noises and echoes. You might have believed something. The enemy might have lied to you. And all of a sudden, now you're in this prison of uproar and this prison of noise like rushing waters. And God's saying, I can take you up out of that echo. It's not a reality in your life anymore. It's just a noise. It's not my noise. I want to speak my word over your life. It's important for us to let that establish our going that we get pulled up out of that some of you are still paralyzed by echoes my marriage is going to fail he doesn't love me I'll never measure up I'm not worthy come on those are all echoes God's word into your world will actually direct your way respond to it release it come on Romans 10 17 says this so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God the words that you hear the most 
are the words that are going to dictate your reality and your future. I, I just believe that you can actually begin to say, okay, I'm going to release God's word over my life. I pray that you would do that more so, that you would learn to hear his voice and release it over everything. Release it over your spouse. Quit releasing the words over your spouse or over your friends that aren't God's words. Come on, quit. quit. I mean, think about it. We want so many great things in our life. Well, he's given us the book to do it. Release his word. Release life. Release truth. Release it. And you'll see your life begin to follow in the word of God. And the last one, very simple. Replace every problem with God's promise. This year, the rest of your life, replace every problem with God's promise. I know we all have problems. We all have battles. Come on, but replace it with God's promise. If you're facing something, go, okay, wait, I need the promise of God in the face of this problem. Anybody ever tried to exchange something that was, had a really tough exchange policy to t- return it? Come on, that's why I love Home Depot. Anybody love Home Depot? You just walk up, you're like, I want to return this. They just look at it. I'm like, I don't have a receipt. That's fine. You know, I didn't even buy it. That's fine. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I love that. I love Amazon Prime. My wife is Amazon Prime. Come on, Amazon Primers out there. You just return it. You know, just get, didn't even, didn't even, just, I don't want it. You know, you ever, a difficult one, many of you are returning Christmas gifts right now you didn't like. You go to take them back, right? You're like, I don't, and, and they have like 80 questions like, okay, why didn't you like this? What hour of the day did you buy this? Can I have your social security number, home address, email, phone number, cell number? No, I, no, I'm, I'm not ashamed anymore to tell them no. Can I emails? And they have these little tricks on how to ask you about email. I'm like, no. They're like, okay, we get it. Yeah, I, no, no, no. And it's this difficult policy. And you're like, finally, you get to the point of where you can actually return it. And they beep the little ticket. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. This item had a three-day, two-and-a-half-hour, 33-second return window. <laughs> you're like... They're like, you've missed it by seven minutes. I'm like, oh, man, this is terrible. Just tough. Can I tell you that in God this year, in God with your life, it's not a tough exchange policy? Come on, it's not, it's not a hard exchange. It's called the cross of Jesus Christ. It's called God. It's called an exchange policy. He actually became sin so that you could become righteous. He actually took on your pain so you could walk in strength. He didn't say you're going to be free from pain, but he gave you strength in pain. He took on storms and quieted them so you could walk. He says, you know what? You can actually exchange an old negative mindset. You can actually exchange. Come on, just Jesus, take it. I don't want it. It's easy to exchange. It's it's a simple exchange policy. 2 Corinthians 5.21, he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. It's the easiest and best exchange policy on the planet. God, I don't want this this year. I don't, I don't want to carry this anymore. Your mind is so powerful. Come on, there's nothing like a changed mind. If you can change your mind this year, it'll start, it'll change your behavior, it'll change your actions, it'll change your feelings, it'll change your emotions. If you have a healthy mind, you have a healthy soul. I think that, that some of us need to dig in and unsubscribe from some stuff. We need to dig in and actually change the default settings in our life. Just make a decision. You know what? I'm not going to live addicted any longer. I'm not going to live angry anymore. I, I'm deciding I'm not going to die angry. Decided I'm not going to hold unforgiveness and bitterness any longer. I'm not going to stay addicted. I'm not, I'm not going to stay mad. I'm not going to stay half committed any longer. I'm not going to stay in this same mindset of negative. I'm just making a decision. I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my mind. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up on my family. I'm not going to give up on my friend. 
I'm going to write the letter. I'm going to make the phone call. I'm going to I'm going to confess. I'm going to repent. Repentance is actually my new default. Repentance is just changing my mind. I'm just going to change my mind back to God. Thank you for strength and power, Holy Spirit, to change our minds. I've got a trainer. I do CrossFit type training. Not CrossFit. I do like, yeah, for you CrossFitters, you're like, that's not CrossFit. Y'all are, you're not in the cult. I know. Um, don't go to the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to a gym. Um, sorry, I love y'all. But I, I work out and do these just interval trainings, hit training, some of that kind of stuff. And I've got this trainer at the end of a 30-minute or 45-minute workout. She makes us do planks, and we get down in these, in these plank positions. And my son was making fun of my plank earlier. He said I was dipping a little bit, so I'm going get to the, get the butt up. I'm going to get flat here. And, I, and, 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 and as we do these planks at the end, I mean, we're sweating, we're dying. We've worked out for 45 minutes or an hour, and and, and, and we're doing this at the end to strengthen our core. And it's the hardest part. We're the most tired. And we're walking around. And she's walking around looking at our form and encouraging us. And I'm about to give up. And, and she'll say, yeah, Jamie, you're doing good over there. And something in me just kind of sparks and holds on a little bit longer. I'm like, man, okay, I'm doing good. Yeah. My mind begins to believe it. You know, I'm like, ah. and, then, and then I'm about to give up. I'm about to quit. And she'll say this all the time. She'll say, she'll say, the mind will quit before the body does. The mind will quit before the body does. Don't let your mind quit. Don't give up. Come on, change your mind. You'll, your mind will quit. Don't let your mind quit. She'll be shouting to us about our mind. Come on, you can hang in there. She's counting, and we got a few minutes to go. And we got one minute left, and she usually will say this, and I'm about to give up. I'm talking myself out of it. I'm ready to quit. And she'll say, you got one more minute. One minute. She'll go, you can do anything for a minute. And then and this power will come into my mind. Some of you are ready to quit on your marriage. You're ready to quit on the job. And you're thinking, man, I can't take it another minute. You can do anything for a minute. And you know this earth is just a minute compared to eternity. You know the suffering you're going through is just a minute compared to your eternal reward with God. You know it's just a minute. Come on, don't give up in your mind. Don't quit in your mind. Change your mind. You can do anything. You're a child of God. You've got family. You've got people. You're not alone. You've got encouragement. You've got strength. You're doing good. Yeah, I know you're sweating a little bit. You're doing good. Come on, stand to your feet with me. Let's change our mind today. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to change some things in our life. Father, thank you for the mind of Christ. You actually said that we have the mind of Christ. Holy Spirit, you told us to actively renew our mind, to renovate the spirit of our mind. And today, all across this room, I don't know what mind battles individuals are facing. I don't know what lies we've bought into, but I just declare that we're going to unsubscribe by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to exchange some stuff for truth. We're going to give back the enemy his email list. Come on, Jesus. If you're in this place, no one looking around, just for a, for a second, you say, Jamie, pray for me. I need to unsubscribe from some lies. I've bought into some stuff. I need to get off uh, uh, of, this, of this pattern that I'm believing. And I really want to change my mind today. And I think the Holy Spirit can do that for me. Would you just put your hand up to me right now? I need to change my mind in some different... Maybe it's a th thought about God that he doesn't care. Maybe it's a thought about yourself that you're not good. Maybe it's a thought about others. I don't know. Come on, hands across the room. Father, you see our hands. We can't change our mind with our mind. Father, we can't just believe ourselves into something. We need your word. We need your spirit. Breathe on our minds with your spirit, with your word. 
It's your word that changes us. We thank you for healthy souls today in 2020, that you would have us be prosperous and be healthy as our soul prospers. I pray for soul prosperity in our mind, will, and emotions, God. I pray that we would not go by our emotions, we would not let it drive our actions, and we would not let it change or accuse our mind. We would let our mind line up with the word of God, that you would speak truth and life into our mind, and our minds would be renewed. Any rut that we've been walking in, you would get us out of that rut right now, that we will not quit, that our mind gives up before our body does, but our mind will not quit because we have the mind of God. We look to you today and your word today, God, and we exchange any problem that needs to be exchanged for every promise. We will not continue to carry those things in our mind. We give it to you today, Jesus. If you're in this place, no one looking around just for another second, the greatest exchange you could ever make is giving your life to Christ because he gave his life for you. The Bible says this simply, if you need a fresh start with God, maybe you're away from God or you've never really surrendered to God, the way to do that, maybe you don't have a real relationship with God. I'm not talking about church or rules or religion. I'm talking about a relationship with God that comes through Jesus Christ. He died, came to this planet as a man, lived perfect as God and man, died on a tree on a cross to take all of our shame, all of our guilt, all of our sin and nailed it up to a tree. And then he rose from the dead to give us actually brand new life in our heart, a fresh start with God. If you're here this morning and you know you need a fresh start with God, look, I'm not going to embarrass you or call you forward or anything like that, but I'm, I'm going to ask you to put your hand up to me in a minute. If you'd say, you know what, Jamie, pray for me. Include me in a prayer. I, I need a fresh start with God today. I need to exchange some things. Jesus went to a cross to give you his heart, to, to take your heart and your hurt and your pain to give you the heart of God a life with God. If you're, if you're ready to let him be the leader and Lord of your life and want a fresh start, on three, just put your hand up to me. I'm ready. Include me in this prayer. I want to pray for you. On three. One, two, three. Would you put your hand up to me right now? Come on. God bless you, sir. God bless you, young man. Come on. God bless you, man. Anybody else? Just boldly. I need, I need a fresh start with God. God bless you, sir. Come on. I need a fresh start in my relationship. I can't do it on my own. I need that exchange. Come on. God bless you, young lady. Come on, church, people saying yes to eternity right now. Yes to God. Yes to exchanging their life for heaven. Yes to Jesus. Come on, I'm going to pray a prayer. Just pray this with me right now. Let's all pray together. Let's help each other out. If you didn't put your hand up, put your heart up right now in this prayer. And God's going to meet you right where you are. Come on. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, be my Lord. Be my leader. Take all my sin, all my shame. In all my guilt, I give you my life. Give me yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Come on, let's give God praise. People all over this place saying yes to heaven. Yes to changing our minds. Yes to church. Yes to God. Yes to friends. Come on, I'm believing for a healthy 2020.